Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Shall we pray? Our precious Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning. We just exalt your name. You are such a loving Father. You are such a precious God. We really appreciate your love, O God of glory. Even now, Lord, we are here to receive instructions once again with the mind, Holy Spirit of God, that you feed us now. Our fresh God, with fresh manna, fed dew from heaven. Let our soul be so watered by your word that we might receive strength in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we continue with... Um, uh, deliberation and I believe therefore I have spoken this is going to be part number four I thought to stop before but I got another ministration yesterday when I was praying so I got to continue and so again the text is Hebrew 11 verse 6 but without faith it is impossible to please God for he that cometh to God will believe that he is, and that is a reward of them that diligently seek him. A reward of them that diligently seek him. A reward of them that diligently seek him. Not just callous seeking, diligent seeking. Not just seeking, but being diligent in seeking. See any man diligent in business? The Bible tells us so he will not stand before mere man, we stand before a great man. That's diligence. And so in seeking God also you got to be diligent. So if you are diligent in your business, you should be diligent in seeking God. Amen? So how many of us are really diligent in this regard? You can be diligent in your business. There's nothing wrong with that. It's important you should be diligent in your business. But how diligent are you in seeking God? God also demands that you be diligent in seeking Him. That you're working on that grace doesn't mean you got to seek, you can't seek God. That you're on that grace doesn't mean you got to be lousy. You've got to seek God. Hallelujah. He said, if you seek me, you'll find me early. Seek me early and then you're going to find me. That's a place for diligent seeking of God. To understand who God is, to know exactly who God is, to know how you operate, and to know how much of his love he has for you. There's a place for diligent seeking of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So, go with me to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Glory. Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life and the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life and the power of the tongue. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is power in tongue. There is power in sight. You got to understand that. You know, somebody said, what do you mean power in sight? Okay, how many of you understand that the transformation of the life of Adam and Eve came through sight and sound? Remember, the serpent spoke and showed them. And the Bible said they saw that this tree can make one. They saw. What does that mean? That's not the first time they were seeing the tree, but as the first time they understood the power of this tree. So there is power in sight, and because they saw, then they partook. And as soon as they partook, they changed. Their life will move from the realm of glory to the realm of death. Right? 
And here we're talking about tongue. What is that supposed to mean? Now guess what happened here. The Satan that spoke to them released the power. Is that okay? And they also imbibe what Satan released when he said, you can eat of this tree. Is that okay? Okay, let me bring it this way again. This is actually to everybody. Whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, there is power in the tongue. Now watch this. If you commit a crime and you are taken to court, there is a lawyer who is going to stand for you. How will the lawyer get you out of the problem? He's going to be speaking. There is power in the tongue. Are you following me? The confession, as it were, of the lawyer on your behalf is what is either going to save you or get you in. So there is power in the tongue. The things you say, remember, if policemen come to arrest you and he say, keep quiet now. For anything you say now will be used against you. Have you heard that before? Praise God. So there's power in the tongue. So it depends on how you use it. So whichever way you use it, for scripture is saying, you are free to eat the fruit that comes out of it. It could be fruit of condemnation or it could be fruit of life. But it's all coming from your mouth. So if there's so much power in the tongue that can create life and death, that means your life is directly connected and dependent on what you say. And what you say is something that comes from your spirit. How is that? It is because we believe, therefore what? We speak. So what do you speak about your life? Hallelujah. So if tongue can give us life, it means tongue can give us death. So sometimes when we think it's the devil killing us, no, 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 no. It's just simply our confessions. It's simply our beliefs. Amen? Hallelujah. Take it from the message translation. Let me see. Message translation. Where's kill? Words give life. <laughs> they are either poison or fruit you choose. Take it. Words do what? They kill. Words also do what? Give life. And words are either poison or fruit you free to choose. You choose poison, your confession becomes poison and you die. You choose life, you get fruits of life manifesting in your life. All just because of what you confess. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want you to get this because for me it's very, very important. I want to show you something. Praise the Lord. Amen. Where's kills? Where's give life? They're either poison or fruit. Okay, go with me again to Matthew chapter 12. Look at verse number 36. Where's? But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. I the words. What are I the words? Words that have no power. Words that does not create life. I the words. Jesus is saying, words that are not creative should not be spoken by you. This time, 
positive life. Idle words. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible tells us that you made the word of God. You're speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You made the word of God of non effect. That means there is effect in the word of God. The word of God is effectual. So, but by your tradition, you make the word of God of non effect. That becomes an idle situation. Idle words. What is he saying here? He said that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account on the day of judgment. You receive what you say. Praise the living God. Look at the next thing. Verse um, 37. For by the words <laughs> thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be what? Condemned. Your words. By your words. Now, if somebody is taken to court, even if it's a criminal, and then he said, Yeah, a murderer. Are you guilty or not guilty? I'm not guilty. It's okay. You prove it. You understand what I'm trying to say? That the liar comes in and begins to prove the fact that he's not a murderer. And then the next thing he said, no, he killed the man out of self-defense. Wells, he's a murderer. He's killed already. But Wells, he defended him. Wells, he gave him life. Are you guilty or not guilty? I'm not guilty. Oh, you sure? Say yes, okay. Let's see it if you're not guilty. And the lawyer stand up and say, my client is not guilty. What? But he killed the person. Yes, he did it out of self-defense. The other man was trying to kill himself, tried to defend himself. And the judge now is confused. And the next thing is, okay, you are discharged and acquitted. Are you following what I'm talking about? Power of words. By your way, you are justified. By your way, you are what? You are condemned. It depends on what you say. God is saying, listen, there is a power I've given to you. And that power lies where? In words. Remember what we're dealing with? I believe, therefore have I what? Spoken. Hallelujah. We believe, therefore we speak what we believe. So there's a point. There is so much power in words that you don't play with the things that you say. Well, let me show you something here. The book of Job chapter 3. Verse 1. All of those things were happening to Job and then he came to this place and he said After the Job opened his mouth and caused his day and just spake and said Let the day perish wherein I was born and the night in which I was, I mean it was said, there is a man child conceived. Let that day perish. Now, <laughs> what I'm trying to make you see here is this Bad situation that you have experienced makes you to regret life. Is that okay? Chapter 1 and 2, we find all that happened to Job. When they go to chapter 3, he started a confession. Remember, in the first place, he said, in all of this thing, Job did not cause God. But here is a regret. Let it be caused the day that I was born, the day that I was added, the man child was conceived in the womb. Let that day be caused. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Let that be darkness. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above. Neither let the light shine upon it. I mean, you can imagine the kind of language coming from this man just because certain things has happened to him. Some of you, this is exactly what you do. That I'm going to get you the response of God. 
in this matter. Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let the cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So he spoke what he believed about himself. He saw no good and regretted being born into this world. Why? Because he was not aware of the prophetic destiny that God has for him. You remember that everything that happened to him was before God. God initiated it. I've always said that. Because he had no clue as to what God was doing, he started causing his day. He started causing his life. He even caused the mother, if you will. And some of you are just like that. You, you, you see, you, any time in your marriage, I wouldn't have married this woman. I wouldn't have married this man. Come be the day that I saw this woman. Instead of the day that you were supposed to be rejoicing. Come be the day that we came together. Come be the pastor that wedded us. Hallelujah. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? All because you just see some things that are not right. But it's because you are myopic. Because you are not seen. Hallelujah. Whoever you marry to is the best for you. Why am I saying that? You cannot ask, you say you are praying for a husband, you are praying for a wife, if you truly were praying. At this point, the scripture says you can't ask for a fish and he gave you a, a serpent. Neither will you ask for bread and give you a stone. So why are you not turning that your wife or your husband is a stone or a serpent? What did you ask for? It's what you asked for that you got. So what you got is the best for you. It was an answer to your prayers except you didn't pray. Don't cause the pastor who wedded you. Don't cause the day you came to church and find a woman. No. It's because you are myopic. You are not seen. I make you see. Hallelujah. So you have a wrong confessions. Oh, come on. You should be saying, oh, thank God the day I find it. Thank God the day we came together. I mean, you, you don't get all, all this trouble, get, and then you go to Facebook and say the wedding anniversary, you know, on Facebook. Who are you deceiving? Come on. Hallelujah. God bless the day I found you. Thank you, honey. Thank you, my dear wife. Thank you. God bless the day. Thank God for the pastor that initiated this thing. Don't cause your backside. God knows your future. Hallelujah. I make you see it. So some of your confessions are all negative. They are wrong. Amen. And so don't forget. There is power in the tongue. Did I say so? Good. Now that you started cursing all that happened, now that you started cursing your wife, the day you were born, the day your mother gave back to you, the day your mother gave back, the day if I, the person that introduced your wife or your husband to you, oh, that man be cursed. Now that you're cursing all of those things, what are you going to reap? You reap curses. You can't get anything good anymore. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Praise God. Now go with me to Job 38. Job 38 verse 1. Oh glory. Then the Lord answered Job out of the wild wind and said, Who is this 
that darken a cancer by words without knowledge. Who is this man? <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. Praise God. Are you with me? Okay. Who is this man that done the cancer by words without knowledge? Verse 3. Get out thy loins now. Like a man. For I will demand of thee an answer thou me. I want to ask you a question now. Now that you are ranting everything, the day your mother gave birth to you, everything, you know, you understand. Now that you're good at ranting, I would ask a question. You have to be ready to answer me. You better get up your lawn, take your belt, and be seated. I want to ask you a few questions. Do you understand this? And I think so many of us need to have a counter like this with God. Because our confessions are totally negative. We don't see anything good about life. We even cause the country we come from. Woe be the day I was born into Nigeria. Huh? I shall be born in, in Japan. I shall be born in, in India. Because you are not seen. Are you there with me? You think God is crazy that he should allow you to be born in Nigeria? You think he doesn't know why you should be born here? You see, you have only failed to realize that God placed you here to impact this environment. If you were to have a choice to choose, I know you would not choose to be born in Nigeria. And you think God is crazy when he sent you here? Hallelujah. Look at verse 4. Where was thou when I lay the foundations of the earth? Declare if they have understanding. I want you to know. I want you you talk to me. Not that you're talking rubbish. Cursing the day you were born. Cursing everybody around you. Cursing your grandfather. No problem. Can you please tell me as a man if you think you have understanding. Where were you when I laid the foundation of this earth? <laughs> I need you to talk to me now. Are you there with me? Look at verse 5. Who are laid the measure thereof? If thou knowest, if you understand how the world is created, can you please tell me, Job? Or who has stretched the line upon it? Verse 6. Whereupon are the foundation thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Look at verse 7. When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. When I was laying the foundation, they were all so happy. And Job, you know what? You were there. But you lost that understanding. And now you are cursing the day you were born. Were you not there when I was doing all this thing? Were you not there as a son of God? Among the morning stars? How many of you understand? We've already existed before we came here. The belt of Job confused him. And I was cursing the day I was born. And God is reminding him, do you know you are my son? And that you were there when we were laying the foundation of the earth. Let us make mine our image. Do you know you were there? You lost that understanding because you were born as a human being. And now you are cursing the day you were born. You forgot that I sent you here for a purpose. That you may reveal certain aspects of my life unto creation. Job, wake up! Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? See, it's crazy to walk with God. You know why? Because walking with God is not always very smooth the way you want it. 
You have to make up your mind, just exactly like the three Hebrew children. If God will save us, fine. If He will not save us, fine. You got to make up your mind. Don't think because we are Christian, everything is going to be working smoothly for you. No. And every temptation that comes your way, God allows it for a reason. And He said, He's giving you that same strength to be able to overcome that same temptation. So God is asking Job, where were you? And everyone of us, the same thing. So, why was Job cursing the day he was born? Because he was myopic, he was not seen, he had no understanding about what his future was. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, remember the picture? He said, before I form you in a mother's womb, I know you. I created and form you as a prophet. In other words, before I release you into creation, I already ordain you as what? As a prophet. That's a prophetic destiny. You also have an assignment in the hands of God. Whoever you are relating with, whoever you are married to, there's a reason why you are where you are supposed to be. Find out the reason, work out the reason, perfect the reason. Praise God. Are you see here? Look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11. This is what is missing in the life of almost every one of us. <laughs> Praise God. 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts. I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you what? Unexpected end. I know the thoughts. Now, guess what? God was saying to the children of Israel who were in captivity in Babylon. And they are going to be in Babylon for 70 years. Picture that. You are in slavery for 70 years. God allowed that to happen in Jeremiah 25. He told Nebuchadnezzar, pick them up. Because they refused to keep the Sabbath. That's one of the major reasons. And that's why you have to be careful. Anything God is instructing you on. They refuse to keep the Sabbath. And because they refuse to keep the Sabbath, that is to say, specific number of years, seven years, allow the land to be followed on the seventh year. Don't crop the land, whatever the case may be. Eat of the fruit of the previous years. But they will not listen. They went on. Even on the, the Sabbath year, they went on. God said, okay, I'm going to get you out of this land so that the land can rest. That's why he took them to Babylon. Now they were in Babylon. He said, you're going to be in Babylon for 70 years and you're not going to come out of that. And now it's like they were complaining or quarreling while they're in captivity. God said, I know what I'm doing. And your end, oh glory, oh glory, your end shall be better than your beginning. You won't remember your captivity anymore. Hallelujah. I know the thoughts. I know why you are where you are. I understand your condition. I know exactly why you are where you are. Just listen to me. That's what matters. Just pay attention to me. That's what matters. Don't be close to me. Just seek me diligently. But your end is going to be glorious. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. The word expected actually in the Hebrew means like a cord. As an attachment, an expectancy, an expectation, a hope, a life, that thing that lives long. 
Take it from NMN. Maybe NLT, let me see what it says there. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. How can people be in captivity and you're telling them, hey, come on, you have a good future. <laughs> Look at it. For I know the plans I have for you. God has got his own plan for you. You may have your plans, but God has had his plan for you. For I have my plan for you, say the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. Hallelujah. To give you what? A future and a hope. Job had no understanding about this. And so he was cursing the day he was born. <laughs> and some of you, like I said, you're behaving the same way. You have no understanding about God's plan for your life. You have no understanding about even the name you are given at the time of your birth. Not this one, we, we just choose names. You understand that? We go to the website, I mean, maybe Google. Or Google names, Google, and then you pick names now. If God actually called you names and give you names for your children, he has a reason why he does that. Because names are very important. You see what I mean? Are you with me? Some of you don't know the plans of God for your life. You don't even know the plan of God for your children. Yes. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now, think about the life of Joseph. Oh, think about the life of Joseph. Now, would you have expected Joseph to start complaining? His own brothers hated him. They threw him into the pit. They sold him. Potiphar accused him. Innocent. Threw him to prison. I mean, Joseph should have complained. For one, he got revelation. Okay, did you see anywhere Joseph went to God? But God, why are you doing this to me? You gave me revelation and I'm going to rule over my father's house and 11 brothers. But here am I in prison. What are you doing? Did you see Joseph complain that? That's a man that has understanding about the things of God. That's a man that knows the plans of God for his life. That's a man that has hope for a tomorrow. Everything God gives to you, it has a glorious end. I keep on telling you, have faith in God. Have hope in God. Have trust in God. Can I hear an amen? amen. Go with me to Genesis 50 verse 18. This is a very simple thing. I'm trying to encourage somebody. You see, you, you, you look so frustrated about life, and that's because you have no understanding. You look so frustrated about life, you can even start cursing the day you were born and all of those things like Job, and that's because you are not seeing ahead of time. You are not seeing what is coming up in the future. You don't have a glorious future. That's what you're thinking. You have it, but you don't know it. Genesis 50 verse 18. So I'll pray this morning. I saw two people, they were in the canoe. You know the canoe? Like Job people. Yeah. They're paddling with Kenu. You understand that? Lucky. You know what I'm saying now. No, but all of a sudden, the Kenu was not moving too fast initially. All of a sudden, it began to increase. I was watching as I was praying. The speed began to increase. The speed began to increase. And as I was watching, I discovered that in the front was a speedboat. So it's like they were walking, I mean, they were paddling towards the speedboat to change from the Kenu to the speedboat. Some of you are going to get speed. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to have speed. Only God will initiate. Whether in business, whether in life. 
your past is going to be forgotten. Hallelujah. You're going to have speed. Amen. Praise the living God. You move from struggling to paddle into a speedboat. The engine takes you. The Holy Spirit is going to move you toward your destination. You have speed coming, people. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we go. Genesis 50 verse 18. All right. Now, remember, the brethren of Joseph got to him in Egypt. Remember, they were the one that sold him, right? There's something I want to bring out in here in this passage. Look at what he said. And by the time they finally discovered that he was Joseph, they started crying, they started praying for forgiveness, please forgive us. Guess what? Your enemies shall come back to you. When the Lord have glorified the house of his glory, they are going to come. Those who reject you, they'll come accepting you. Though we abandon you, they come seeking your face. People love success. And by the time you are successful, they'll start looking for you. I don't know if you are getting this. <laughs> Praise God. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servant. No, no, no. You are the one that sold this guy. You know, as... You are taking the title for yourself. You are taking the position. We want to be your servant. Can you imagine that? Your own brother. We want to be your servant. In other words, we will serve you. Anything you tell us to do, we will do. Go fetch water, we will do it. Go do whatever thing. We want to be your servant. Because your life is better than our lives now. We are over there. We can have food to eat. Everything is here in Egypt. You are the one managing everything here. We want to be your servant so that we can eat. They are going to say the same thing to you. <laughs> Those who reject you, they will come back to you. By the time you step into what God has in mind for you, praise God. I want to be your servant. Look at the reply of Joseph. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? I am not God. You can serve me. I am not God. I, I didn't make myself where I am. I am not God. God is responsible. Look at the next thing he said. But as for you, you taught evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You wanted to kill me, but God used that scenario, that situation to position me to save many people alive. All things are going to work for your good. That takes me to Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans 8 verse 28. <laughs> Praise God. Don't regret your past. Don't even regret any mistake you've made. Mistake have been made. Period. It's gone. Forget about that. It's a mistake. Yes, it's been made. There's nothing you can do about it. Forget about that. You are walking towards the future. You are walking towards a goal. There is a prophetic destiny for you. Yes, the mistake has been made. But that mistake cannot hold you back. The mistake has been made. The mistake cannot come to your future. What God has in mind is your future. What he's thinking about is your future. Everything you're passing through now, yes, you can pass through that. But what he has in mind is a glorious future for you. 
Hallelujah. And that is what you should be thinking about. Not the mistake you made. Not even accusations. Come on. Think about Joseph. They accused him. He never said anything about it. He never regretted anything about it. Not about even accusation. Praise God. It's not easy to follow Jesus. But by the grace of God, we can follow Jesus. The Bible says he was brought like a lamb before the slaughter and opening all his mouth. How I many of you remember that? That means even when we are being accused, there is silence. People say there is silence is what is golden. How I many of you understand that? Yeah. Jesus demonstrated that. He kept quiet even when he was being accused. How many of you can stand being accused without saying a word? Why do you think he would say nothing? Because he knew if he had to defend himself. He will not go to the cross. And there's a glory on the other side. For the glory that was said before him, he endured the cross. He endured the accusation. He endured the betrayers. If you have not seen the glory ahead of you, yes, you always want to defend yourself. You want to have a name. Yes, you want. You know, people say, no, I, have to, I have to protect my name. Yes, protect your name. Listen, if God didn't give you any name, whatever name you are protecting, I'm asking nothing. But if God gives you a name, nobody can do anything to that name. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. All right. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together. How many things? <laughs> Praise God. We know that all things. So selling Joseph into prison was working for good. Being accused by Potiphar's wife was working for his good. Being sold into slavery was working for his good. All things, not some things. So if you really have the seed of God, if you really have been called by God, amen? Let me read this. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. That's the point. I want you to underline that. Do you love God? Hallelujah. To them who are called according to his purpose. There is a calling. There's a reason why you are called. But the key point is, do you love God? All things work together for good. To them that do what? That love God. That love God. That's the key. How much love do you have for God? How much love? If you have love for God, you would, I mean, you'll be driven. You know what Jeremiah said? He said, I love your word more than my necessary food. Have you read that? If you love God, you will love his world. You will love his church. You will love his congregation. If you love God, you will be running. I love what you initiated, what you're doing, praying in the morning. It's vitally important. As you come here corporately, I, I, I will speak to everyone here. Make sure you make yourself available for that prayer section in the morning. It's such a wonderful moment. It's such a powerful section. Hallelujah. If you love God, you find yourself there. If you love God, you'll be early to service. How many hours do you really spend in the presence of God? Maybe two or three hours the whole day. Being in service. Hallelujah. All things work together for good to them that love God, who have been called according to his purpose. What is the purpose? That you may be matured to the place of being a true son, just like Jesus Christ. Let me read the next thing for you. Verse 29. For who made it for you? He also did predestinate to be confirmed to the image of who? Of his son. 
that he might be the firstborn among what? Many brethren. Hallelujah. I want to take this from the message translation. My, one of my favorite right now. Romans 8, I want to read from verse 26. Message translation, verse 26. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, some of you, you feel you are tired. I've been expecting things, this from God, it's not happening. I've been praying about this, it's not happening. I've been, just keep on waiting, brother. Just keep on waiting. Waiting, just love God. That's all is needed. Is that okay? Let me see. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in waiting, God's spirit is right alongside, helping us alongside. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us. Making prayer out of our wordless size and our what? Our eating groanings. When you come to the place you don't even know what to pray about. God is alongside. When you don't know what to say, you finish with your syllable. You've been speaking about your child. This is why sometimes it's good you pray in the spirit if you know how to pray in the spirit, which is for personal edification. You come to that place where you don't even know what to say. You can't articulate what is in your mind. But the Bible says, even in the midst of that, the Holy Ghost takes up what you have, which is your body, and takes it to God. What's the next thing? He knows us far better than we know ourselves. Can I hear an amen? Knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. He knows that burden, that pain that we have, that pregnant condition. But guess what? Any pregnant woman will surely deliver. You are going to deliver whatever is in your condition. Hallelujah. God is going to bring forth what is on your inside. Hallelujah. Verse 28. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Every detail of our lives of love, that is the key point. How much love do you have for God? You should be passionate for the things of God. Amen. Verse 29. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. Praise God. He decided from the onset to shape the life of those who love him along the same line as the life of, who, of his son. Jesus came here. He became glorified at the end of the day, but before he went to the glory, Jesus wept. Jesus was tired. Jesus ate. Everything you are passing through, he passed through it. And then he glorified him at the end. And he's saying everything that you're passing through is working on something very perfect for your life. Unknown to you. Still with God, people. Hallelujah. Bible said the son stands first on the line of humanity. He restored. We see the original and the intentship of our lives there in him. After God made the decision of what the children should be like, he followed it all by calling people by name. Hallelujah. After he called them by name, he sent them as a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end. Hallelujah. Gloriously completing what he began. Praise the living God. And this is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13, Paul will say, We also having the same spirit of faith 
According as it is written, I believe, therefore, have I spoken. And so we also believe, and therefore we do what? We speak. What do we believe? We believe that God has a future for us. What do we believe? We know that tomorrow is better than today. We know there's brightness even in the midst of the darkness. We know there is excellence of glory of grace in what God has in mind for each and every one of us. We know that the future is better than tomorrow. I mean yesterday. We are walking towards a glorious moment. We are walking towards a place where light will flood our lives. I'm talking about a life of the glory of God. Like he shared with us in Isaiah 60. This light, the light we are talking about, is not the noonday sun. No. It's not in the moon. No. You know the word? Natural light will not suffice. The understanding you have in the natural cannot keep you going in times of this season that we are getting into. The light of God is coming into your life. And that light is going to open a door that you least expect it. I made a confession a few days ago. I spoke to somebody and then I don't know what really me we're conversing and I spoke to the person. I thought I was talking about the meeting. And then when I went into prayer, the spirit came into me and he said, if I open a door, no man can shut it. But if you open the door by yourself, a man can shut it. Instantly I got up and I called the guy and said, sorry brother for what I was discussing with you. I'm no longer interested. Don't think about it. Don't even come to it at all. You know what I'm talking about? That there has to be a meeting anywhere. Don't discuss that. Don't think about that. I mean, you understand that? If God opens the door, no man can shut it. But if you open the door yourself, somebody else can come and do what? And shut the door. Are you following what I'm talking about? It's good you follow God. It's good you know the God that you're worshiping. It's good you have understanding about who God is, about who you are in relation to God. Because he intends to perfect something in your life, gloriously completing what he has in mind for you. He began a good work in you, he's going to finish it perfectly well. Amen? Amen. Praise the living God. So what do you have to confess from today? Man, say something good about your life. Are you seeing a future for you? Speak about your glorious future. Speak about your glorious moment. Speak about the light that is coming. Speak about the money that is coming to you. Speak about the word that is coming. Speak about the voice of men that are coming to see praises of what you have become at the end of the day. You are not ending the way you are. Your tomorrow is better than your yesterday. Hallelujah. It's a nice time to confess what we believe. Why? Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And you are afraid to eat the fruit thereof. Message translation says, where's kills? And where's also what gives life? Hallelujah. Says, where's a poison? Other ones are fruitful. And then you can choose whichever you want. Is it poison? It's not coming from somebody else. It's coming from within you. Life, either death or life, is from within you. Can I prove that again to you? Remember, when Moses was asked to go to Egypt, he said he can't go. God gave him a simple illustration. Dip your hand in your bosom. What happened? The hand become leprous. Bring back your hand again. The hand become clean. So where was the leprosy? Inside of him. In your life, there's leprosy, there is life. You can choose whatever you want. Hallelujah. I mean, the, the leprosy did not come from outside of Moses. Say, dip your hand in your bosom. He did that. Look at your hand. The hand was leprous. 
Dip your hand back again. Bring it out. What's the hand? The hand was clean. Where was the leprosy? In the life of Moses. There's a leprosy in your life. That is the dead side. Are you following what I'm saying? That's what the Lord is saying. You better choose what to say. Choose what you say about your life, about your children. Choose what to say. <laughs> Glory to man. Train your children up in the way of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. When they grow up, they will not do what? They will not depart from it. Let me give this testimony. I was blessed. Was it when is, when is the Bible study? One of our young children here walked to me. Right? Rume, walked to me. I gave me 1,000. I said, what is that? So I'm sowing this into your life. I said, who gave you this money? Say, it's my money. But I'm saying it to your life. Something struck me. Raise up a child in the way he should go. When he grows up, he will not depart from it. This child is already sowing into his future. He's got a foundation to stand on. He knows what it takes to walk into life. Future is already becoming to him. Life is already coming to him. This is seeking God with understanding. I was say, who gave you this money? He said, it's my money, sir. But I want to sow it into your life. I, I, I didn't even know how to pray. But I prayed anyway. Praise the living God. Are you following what I'm talking about? Come on. Seek God. Think about tomorrow. Know where you are going. Know what is coming before you. God who began this good work is also going to perfect it. He will not leave you halfway. God is not abandoning you. So whatever situation you find yourself right now is temporary. It's not permanent. Whatever you're experiencing, it's not permanent. It cannot be compared to the glory. I have an expectation. He said, I know the thought that I think towards you. Thought of good and not of evil. To give you what? An expected future with a hope, with a life. Something that no man can take from you. Can we pray? Stand up just for a moment. I just need you to talk to God. We believe. Therefore, we speak. We can only speak what we have come to believe. Hallelujah. For life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You are faith to eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. I need you to talk to your father. Have you had some wrong confession before? Nullify them. If you had wrong confession to have created negative situation around your life, you can also make positive confession to reverse those negative confessions. Just talk to your father right now. Talk to your father. Mm. You have a glorious future that no man can take from you. You have a glorious future that no man can take from you. You have a glorious future. Yes, sir. Keep our abusahata. Keep rasota abasento karisahata. You have a glorious future that no man can take from you. Not even a devil is permitted, qualified, strong enough to destroy it. You have a future. Just talk to your father. Talk to your father. Talk to your father. Talk to your father. Nullify the things that are negative in your life. For there is power in your tongue. There is power in your tongue. Don't forget the illustration that I gave before. 
concerning the lawyer that can stand to justify you you also can justify yourself now by the things you say Mero saka shiki patora sa atakrosa haya rindo karasepo apotora sa tishahare you have a glorious future haba that no man can take from you a challenge no 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 hadabatara you are in a good moment you are in a good season you are walking towards a glorious moment those of you paddling before with paddle you will step into your speedboat you will step into your speedboat you will step into your speedboat there is a quickening of the spirit that god is raising right now yes you will change jobs if you need to change up you will change jobs if you need to change up you will change jobs if you need to change up thank you jesus Mara putoka shapasita harasiko brasuta harabashito harasito paterasanto katete karabosuta harasipro there is no break in that which god wants to do it's a single flow it's a continuous flow it's just like the word said the increase of his government there shall be no end it's a continuous flow now as you begin to rise financially there is no going to be a break there is no stopping it's a continuous flow it's a continuous flow it's a continuous flow into abundance it's a continuous flow in the name of jesus thank you my dear father mm. yeah, 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 yeah. yes yes he came that you may have life and to have it more abundantly the life that overflows the life that overflows it starts from the little dimension and it begins to overflow life will overflow for you your life will overflow your financing will overflow your health will overflow in the name of jesus christ thank you jesus thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. One of us here, you see, there is a great, a prophetic grace in your life. A prophetic grace. Because I got a name just now, Itubu, Itubu. So I was trying to ask what's the meaning. I began to realize that that man was prophetic. I got to know him some years back. He's late. And so there's a prophetic grace that is going to land in some of you. You begin to see like you have never seen before. A new dimension of life is coming to you. Even in your prayer closet, you'll be able to hear God. You will see things for yourself. There's a prophetic grace that is coming into this house. This house is to be filled with prophetic elements. There's a prophetic grace coming. It's going to land on each and every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's no time to pray dry prayers. When you kneel down to pray, you're coming out with an answer. In the name of Jesus. Halabashata. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for that name that you just spoke to me. Itubu. Yes, I know. He was a prophet. He was a prophet. Let that prophetic spirit rest upon everyone here. In the name of Jesus. Opening your eyes, opening your ears to hear, to see. Time to start locating prophetic over. You have to be prophet of yourselves. Thank you, precious Father. Every sick body is here. We bring healing to you now. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
every sick body every sick situation let the light of god healing begin to radiate upon the body upon the spot upon the vessel upon the vein right now in the name of jesus thank you father thank you father thank you father i don't know what that stands for but here is a little corn just growing up i'm seeing a little corn just growing up the same young plants coming up and i'm already seeing the harvest that is coming out of that plant it's young but i can see the finishing i can see the crops of the tomb right on the corn head i can see the crumbs there the crumbs of the corn they are already there but it's a young plant coming up but i can see god is saying this is the beginning and the end is always plenteous you can't count the corn no 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 the kind are innumerable when you peel out the corn you can't count them because they are just like right they're just like beans there is something heavy that is coming this is the beginning a new planting a new season a new day by the end of it man you can't count the seed you can't count the seed you can't count it oh yes you can't count it the goodness of god you can't count them anymore they are coming hallelujah thank you father bless your holy name lord bless your holy name bless your holy name it's a new season for us it's a new day for us yes rejoice 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 hallelujah praise god praise god praise god praise god praise god rejoice thank you holy spirit bless and exhort your name thank you for listening to dr david ogaga we know you have been blessed by this station you can share this message with your friends and loved ones for more information inquiries and free downloads please visit www.davidogaga.org god bless you